When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged episode 717. Today we're going to talk do a two-parter actually. We don't do two-parters normally on Monday and Tuesday. We're going to do a two-parter with Ted and talk about pressing. Before we do that, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. Um, the only thing you need in your gym other than some really good basketball players is a Dr. Dish shooting machine. Um, it's not too late to get one. It's not too late to work on the financing and work it out with the people over the great people over at Dr. Dish. Um, mention coach unplugged and they'll give you $350 off. I would love to hear that we had something to do with you buying it. Send me an email. Send me a bat signal in the sky to let me know that that's happened. Also, I'd like to give a big shout out to what allows us to keep the lights on here on this podcast, what allows us to do seven days a week, what allows me to have an editor, what allows me to get these things to you is teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It's resources. It's one-on-one calls. It's my Saturday mornings when I'm on the phone talking to teachhoops.com members. So come over, join us. Be part of our community. I think you'll love it. And let's head off to the podcast. So then you're just going to go to um, slideshow or whatever. Yeah, present. Present. Okay. Yep. yep. Okay. You're good. Perfect. All right. Um, and I just, I'm just going to go through this. And then <clears throat> I think what I want to do is, uh, and, and you can ask any questions and we don't have yep. to read ev- every slide. No, but, but I'll uh, jump in because I've okay. done this with other coaches. It's great. Okay. So I'll just jump okay. in. All right. You, I mean, do, you, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. So and that, there's, the last, we, the people that are listening, the last slide just said coach is old. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll put that <laughs> like in the show it's, notes. Okay. <laughs> you know, I think um, there's there's what I think the reasons for pressing are. Um, if you never ever, even if you don't want to be a pressing team, um, I if you can't break a press, you can't play basketball. No, um, I agree. So I think you have to have, um, you know, I, I think you have to have one in, and I think um, anytime you understand how a press defense works it helps your press offense it does it helps you break from the teams that i when we were a good pressing team no one could press us like because we spent 20 minutes or 30 minutes of practice every day working on our press and then you know press us what are you talking about yeah and and if you saw on our uh, on that first slide we've are we've had 94 32 either on our practice jerseys or our shirts 
for probably the last 15, 20 years since I've coached, and, and that's why we do it. Um, obviously, so, so, explain to, so explain to the listeners what that means. I know what it means. But yeah, 94 feet for 32 minutes. Okay. Um, you know, and, and uh, if, if, there, if you play without a shot clock, you, you, have to be, you have to be able to press in the fourth quarter unless you're going to be ahead all the time. So a and, high school coach court's only 84 feet. A, a regulation, but yeah. everybody builds them 94 now. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. you're correct. Yeah, okay. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, we always believe that you should never give an opponent a free trip. The, the court's 94 feet long, so we're going to press after either off a dead or off a made free throw for sure. Not always off a live ball. Um, I always say, go back to that screen. I always say on, I always say on, uh, on pressing, like, well, we're going to press you when you get off the bus. Like, yes, exactly. We're exactly. literally going to, you know, it's all the whole Hoosier thing. It's like, we're, I don't care. Like, as soon as the jump, we're coming at you. Are you going to talk about pressing on misses? Yeah, we're going to, um, okay. yes. Okay. As a matter of fact, I have a clip where we did. We okay. don't generally do that. Um, you know, and I, and I think, uh, I think if there's not a shot clock in your state, you have to press. But I think more importantly, if there is a shot clock in your state, I would uh, I would press just to be a pain and knock those, you know, knock eight to 10 off and make them, you know, make them get out of their rhythm, especially if it's a 30 second. Right. Shot. And that's one of the reasons I think the shot clock is a mistake in the sense that the teams, the, it's going to, I think it's going to make the haves and have nots even bigger in the sense that like, if you're, you're going to press, you're going to like, if you can't handle the, the weaker teams going to have problems with pressure, even soft pressure, which means that I think the separation is going to get bigger. My, my only argument that I, that I have for a shot clock is, and, and I've put this out many, many times, and it's really the only argument I have is the fact that we have. Um, if you are playing a team that's maybe 10% better than you and they get ahead of you or they get on a run, you can go zone to change the tempo a little bit because there's some teams you can't stay in front of. That's my only argument yeah. for it. Yeah, there I, is, I don't know. I don't know that we need it. In high I don't know. I, I, I still haven't heard the, the, you know, I haven't heard the reason that's like, uh-huh. And I'm not like half the time I just tweet about it to get people all riled up. Oh, sure. Sure. I don't really care because I'll adjust. I'm just not sure with a shot clock why what makes it better like the three point the three point line did something to the game like it spread the court out it i'm just not sure what people i'm a stats teacher people use observational studies they see the two games that are eight to six oh, they don't see so, the oh yeah 99.7 of the games that aren't nine to six right you no know? right and that's what sticks with them. It's the one or two things that stick with them. So it's just that. I, I totally agree. And they see those people holding the ball out there on Twitter. And then they think that happens in every game. And it, I've, you know, the games doesn't. I've seen at the high school level that's happened. I've seen like two in my 30 years of teaching or yeah. coaching, you know, well, and the ones I've seen where it's, I, we were at 5A state tournament probably 20 years ago in the boys, and one team didn't want to face the one three one, and they had, they held the ball with the, the ball and hit the half court. The other team switched man, and they started playing. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you stay in the one three one, then that's your fault. Yeah. yeah. Come out and guard. Come, Come out and guard. guard. Come and so, play me. Um, I, also, I also think you can play more players. Um, you definitely have to. <laughs> and uh, matter of fact, um, in two, the year we got second in state, we had grandma unit. That's what all our fans called them. Our five seniors that were really slow but knew how to play, and they right. played. They played a two-two-one back to our some sometimes back to our zone, sometimes back to our to our man. And then we when the second unit would come in, they were just they were just all out. And I remember one time, I think 
they came in, it was two to nothing. And they came in for two and a half minutes and it was 12 to two. And then the other group came back in and scored like 10 in a row being pretty methodical. See, so here's was- my, here's my theory with this. This is yes, you have, it, there's two reasons. Like one of the reasons I stopped pressing as much is because now we play halves right. and we have two and we have four extra minutes. So that forced me to play more kids. Like I, I can't play yeah. that. You can't play, you know, 36 minutes and not right. get a rest. Um, it's virtually impossible, but I love that. This is true. If you're going to be a pressing, if you're going to be a pressing team. You have to be able to, um, you know, and I all, and, and we had a speaker on the other night at my clinic, uh, Lane Lord from down at the tip of Texas. He's a women's coach was at Pittsburgh state. Okay. And he told us something that I, that I've done. Now I don't play this many kids, but he said, we play 12 kids in the first half, regardless. He said, I did that in high school. And the reason he does it, and I believe this too, there's nothing worse than having to you don't play a kid all game and then you have to put him in in the fourth quarter yeah my, and it's you want to see time. you want to see them for early that my yeah. I, my bench definitely shortens the second half more than yeah that. you know yeah but i tried it you know and, and we do you know there's different things but yeah um you know we like and then i think the really the other good reasons for press centers you need to create scoring op- opportunities with your defense if you can't do you know if you can't do anything you got to create scoring opportunities and then I truly believe you can bring energy to your gym, and in, and in, and I'll be honest with you, in girls basketball, you've got to you have to do something to get people to come watch the games. Right. Um, you have better be really, really efficient and good on offense, which we we move the ball pretty well. But that energy in the fourth quarter, you got the boys' crowd coming in to watch, and then they're going, "Holy moly, this is fun!" So. Right. Yeah. The, the um I call them easy buckets. Like you have to find. You talked about scoring opportunities. You have to yeah. find ways to get easy buckets. Like. Yeah. You got. You got to steal. You, you got to steal them. If they, some people steal them on out of bounds plays. Some people steal them on side out of bounds plays. Some people steal them on pressing. But you got to get a way that I can. I say it's where are you getting those eight to ten points. They're just gimmies. Like maybe you have a big man that can automatically get you a couple close to the basket. Something you gotta, you gotta, you gotta steal those. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, because no one wants to face a set defense all game and just no. dribble it up. That's hard basketball. It is hard. And then, coach, I went ahead and I've got some drills on here. The only That'd be there's great. only there's only two that I didn't draw up, but we always in all of our teaching we're gonna use a whole part hole method. We like to start with the hole and then go back so the kids can see what it is they're doing in the drills. Yep. Uh so they can see the big picture. So sometimes Uh, my sometimes my hole is just showing them tape too. Well and that and that can be as well. Yeah. Um, It depends on the type of year for me. So some years I gotta do it on the court. Some years I can do the whole just saying, hey, let's go watch Virginia run there, whatever. It's like, yeah, I agree. I love that. I I don't do part whole part. I do whole part whole. I agree. Yeah, and that's same here. Yeah. But you know, and and I haven't necessarily I don't want to shout out about this pandemic, but you can't believe all the cut ups that I have. I'm doing an out of bounds clinic in two weeks. I've got all my out I went back and cut up all my out of bounds. Oh, I'd love to see that. Okay, we're gonna have you back on. I'd love to see that. Yeah, it's it's uh So we're gonna we're gonna take a side thing. I you know what I'd love to do too is do you have you people always ask about zone offense. Do you see a lot of zone? Do you see a lot of zone or do you zone people? We we don't zone very much. Now we did my first my first two years because I had two big slow bigs. Right. But okay. to answer your question, we're running underwood spread now. Okay. And I saw more zone this year than I've ever seen. We went all of February 
except for when the other teams got behind at the end, except for one game, we saw all zone and then we saw man in the sub-state finals. Okay. We saw one, two, two zone. We saw one, two, two zone, I think. And then one guy changes his stuff up all the time, but never plays man. So, and we've kind of developed some zone offense things, but we've kind of gone back to just playing our motion. We, I, and we, I've got that's what we do. That's what we do too. That's kind of my, when, when coaches ask me around the country, I go, I, I, I just run my man offense most of the time. And then yeah. I teach them, and then I teach them principles about like, if you find space, stop, if you blah, blah, blah. And, right. You know, it's like, cause zones don't like movement and your man no. offense, my guess gives you the best movement. Um, I, I have a, I have a, I would love to talk zone offense sometime. We, we change it up all the time, but we have a basic philosophy, but anyway, okay, go ahead. The, the one thing I would say about pressing is that one of the biggest mistakes I ever made was we started work. I had a really, really young team and, and uh, Jim Laranaga's scramble was the, was the big thing in the nineties <laughs> and, and, and 2000s. And, and, and that's how we developed a lot of our stuff. We started out pressing instead of building our man to man foundation first. And so we always, the first week, week and a half, we put our man-to-man in and, and we'll run two of our two of our drills that you can run for man-to-man or press. There's years where we don't press at the beginning of the year because, you know, we may have a certain team. But we do, run, we do run our UCLA drill, which is the, three, the John Wooden drill, three on two with a trailer. And after the first two days, we allow pressing. Um, to half court and we talked about playing in a frenzy matter of fact one year we had a team that we had to, we were putting new offense in or something so but we ran UCLA drill every year and the first game of the season we were behind with five minutes to go and I said all right we're running UCLA drill defensively right. <laughs> I said match up if you can trap trap and let's pray to God we can uh we didn't come back and win but it gave us a hell of a shot so Coaches do a lot of praying. Go ahead. Yes. Oh yeah, we we <laughs> we run. You know, and I've always said if you know, let's. There's a lot of schools that they have a 40 minute basketball class, and that's it. You know, they don't. Right. And then they go home. They don't get to practice. If I had three drills that I could run, if I you know, if I had 40 minute practice, I would run that drill every day because that's an all encompassing drill, and I think that's how you'd have. Yeah, but I think so too. Anyway, you know, we've run full court man with stunts we vary up our two two one and i'll show you that video wise okay we will do all sorts of different things depending and then and then we do a one two one one on or off ball okay so so hold on so let's so for both people watching and listening so um let's go through those three and go about okay. strengths and weaknesses on each one man two two one one two one one what is the strength what's the weakness in each of those okay the full court man strength is if you just if you decide not to trap you've got everybody matched up and and you've got the basket protected that has to do with a lot of it yeah um, you know we we run we'll run what Laranaga would call a twist or a double out where we front and behind the point guard and make someone else bring it up Okay. just to jack with them. Now, the thing is, there are multiple ways to trap out of it, but the problem is, is when you're trapping out of man-to-man, you that means all five people are responsible for the basket at some when you're running full scramble, which is right. the best way to run, but you better have some great communication. We don't scramble as much anymore, and I'll talk about that in the two okay. weeks. 
we scramble, but made, but probably more out of the two-two-one and the one-two-one-one. Um, and and we make sure the basket's protected a little bit more. And I've got yeah. a pretty good athlete back there. Yep. Um, you know the two-two-one. You know so goal, the goal. What's the weakness of the man-to-man? Oh, I think it's I think it's the hardest of the three to teach. Well, I think first. it is too. Well, I think the weakness the weakness of the man-to-man is is first of all, you know, you've got to get matched up. Uh, number two. On a, on a miss, on a miss, it's hard, too, in some oh, respects. Oh, yeah, and we don't yeah. trap, you know, the, we really don't trap misses unless it's the last minute we have to get the ball. And I've got one where a kid did it in a game, and I'll talk a little bit. I've, I've got about, I think i got 14 clips or eight clips or something. But, uh, I, you know, I think the other weakness is, is, you know, the number one weakness is, is if you're going to trap out of it, you, you, you have to work very hard on your rotation. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. then once you rotate, it's uh, the rebounding can be a strength in the in the man to man, but it can also be a weakness. If you're a really really small team, sometimes you want those bad shots taken because the other team's a better rebounding team than you are. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, the, it, there's more. I don't know how to how to state it, but there's more. Um, and the, and some of the boys are really. Some of the boys teams I've had have been really good. The, it, there's more improv. There's more improv. There's more. I can't say do this at this spot because. This will only happen once all season. There's there's more of that um, reads like playing the secondary in football. Exactly. Um, and, in the and, man. And so, I've got about six examples of those in my clips where you could say, hey, pretend like we're in our full court man press. Here's what this here's what we're doing wrong. Right. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it the is. other part. And, 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 30, and 30 years ago, I would have said if you were a girls coach, don't do this because they weren't playing enough basketball and the instinct oh, wasn't there. Right. Our girls team was better than us at it this year because their girls were like we had legit D one players. They were better at it because their reads were better than ours because they've played as much as my guys have. So I think right. that's changed in the girls and guys game that the girls are playing as much as the guys now than they weren't maybe 30 years ago, but it's about, and the reason they can do it is those reads. It's those, like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. We talk, and, and I will tell you one, one rule, and I didn't put on the PowerPoint, one rule we had in our man-to-man when we were going to trap is we had what was called the Mary rule. Once you make that decision, you're married to that trap or <laughs> We always talk about that. I love that state of that, I, the married, like getting, yeah, married. You, it's a marriage rule. So, so I if we were that. running our half court scramble and we were going to jump them at half court, once you went and they reverse dribbled back, you kept chasing them. You, you kept chasing them. You're married to that until the ball comes out. And then the other thing that we would do, the other thing that we would do, we would, the, the problem we had was I always talk about it. Uh, I can't say the nationality that you used to right. say, but you know, you, you've always heard the joke, the idiot at the flashing red light. Yeah. That's going, rrr, rrr, rrr. Yep. you've got to make, if you know, if you decide to go trap, even if you're wrong, because we try not to face trap anybody. Right. But if you decide to go jump them, then you go, you got, <laughs> you, know, you got, don't you go gotta go and just let yeah. the ball throw over. So, yeah, yep, um, and I would say the other strength of the man to man press is a lot of times, and let me tell you why I wanted to press. Sub-state finals my senior year, we're playing Topeka Hayden High School, who goes on to win. We, we lose 42 to 30. Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please subscribe, like, jump up and down. Tell us how, how great we are with uh, Basketball Coach Unplugged, uh, wherever you listen to them, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast, Castify. There's also five. Ooh, and yeah. they, we had scouted them. And I, I ran a lot of the, you know, I was the point guard 
And I get the ball in and I couldn't tell if they were full court man, if it was zone and they were going to jump or if it was a one, two, one, one. So, and, and they had a towel system. I think they had a red, white, and a blue towel that the coach would put over his, over his deal. And so they, we, we were real, I was real tentative at attacking that press because I never knew what was coming. So we, we tried to do, we kind of try to do that out of our zone presses. Some, you know, sometimes we'll say, okay, we're matched up, but we're not going to, you know, we're going to be on the ball and we're not going to go trap the first pass this time. You know, we're going to wait and then see what they do to try to try to mess them up. So um, I, I think there's the best, to me, the best press is full court man to man and be adjustable. But yeah. I haven't, I don't have the energy now to be in a stance all game. And it's the hardest to teach. It's the it hardest. Is. I sit, you know, so anyway, um, now our two, two, one, I think everybody should put in, well, I think you have to work against full court man deny just to get the ball. I'm talking from an offensive standpoint. Teams are going to deny you got to get the ball in and then work against it. The 2-2-1 in girls basketball, you could not just say, hey, getting a 2-2-1 press, JV getting a 2-2-1 press, trap at half court, we're going to run our press offense. It's just, I mean, it's a mess. So we teach the 2-2-1 even if we're not going to run. And we've run it quite a bit. We'll run it with our guards up and just float back to a 2-3 zone. We'll do it with our forwards up. Uh, You know, we have trapping areas. Do you do either one of the zones in demand? Both of them. We always go back man unless unless we say – we always go back man. Now, our 2-2-1, though, we we will go back into our amoeba uh, or our 2-3 just to be in that configuration if we're going to play zone. And then – um, we do keep the five man back. I would say the, the strength of the two, two, one is you can keep, we'll put our five man at the top of the key. She's our best athlete now. And we tell her, you keep your foot inside the top of the key. If you leave to go steal, you can, if you miss it once, that's fine. If you miss it twice in a row, you're coming out. And then you, we re, we keep our five man back. So our, our half court people have to run all the way over to the sideline. Okay. But, to me, if you let your five man get in the rotation, either in the one two one one or the two two one, then you're teaching three to four people to have to rotate back and take the basket, which right. I think is a weakness. So, but yeah. you also aren't going to get as many steals. You're not. It's it, it's the it's the more passive. Yeah. yeah, and I think a two two one is more passive than a one two a one two one one. Well, we have we fun. have changed it. I used to play only trapping it what we call purgatory, which is right this side of half court and hell, which is the other side of half court. What we do is we try to turn, we try to turn it into a run and jump and turn the dribbler back to the other guard and then jump switch. So a lot of times we'll leave our half court people at half and we'll tell them you do not, you cannot come up from half court unless it's for a steal on the, on a pass out of the trap for the guards. We tell them you keep your feet on a half court line and the guards are just going to jack with them up there. So okay. we, we'll do different things. And then, you know, to me, the best way to work on presses is we do the UCLA drill, you know, and, and we tell our kids to play in a frenzy. And it's 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 a, what I call a blood drill. And, and, and I don't know if I've talked to you about this before, but it, like our UCLA drill, we'll play it for, you know, we'll play it for six minutes. And I'll, I'll make it, but I make it a 10 minute period because the black team is going to go down and every one of them are going to shoot a one-on-one. Right. The white team is going to shoot a one-on-one. And that's the score that they start with. And then we're going to do maybe two shot fouls at the end instead of that. You know how 
A lot of people validate. Well, I've always said, well, what the hell happens if you can never validate? Are you going to go for 20 extra minutes? Right, right. So anyway, and then of course, the ways that you can press five on five are dead ball, um, which is the easiest way to teach it. Now we'll do what we call circle. Both teams have to run around in a circle and I shoot and I make it and the offense has to take it out. I, I do tapping off the board sometimes okay. too, where I put them in all a right, nine and then... And then all of a sudden, I'll just say, go. That way, someone's different in the front of the line. Okay. I, I like that. You know what I, I mean? Like so, because they cheat on the circle thing because they slow down. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Well, they, I like when, that. When they, and no one taps off the board. I mean, it's a stupid thing. But whatever. But it, it, it makes them get – and I alternate colors. Like, it would be green, white, yeah. green, white. Oh, and then okay. all of a sudden, I'll just say, go. And then whoever gets the ball, because they're all tapping it off the board, it makes right. it as random as I can. Um, right. If anybody else has a better way than circle or that, let me know because I've been looking. Um, and then we do we do free throw, you know, uh, and our and our rule on free throws. The one the one thing that I think is important, and you have to because uh, because our game plan generally is we're gonna we're gonna press on dead balls and free. Our rule is this. Let's say we pressed off a dead ball, we stole it. We're getting right back in the press. If we miss a free throw. If we miss the free throw, get the offensive rebound and put it in, that still counts as a made free throw and we're in the press. Right. You know, we'll play until a yeah, miss. Yeah, there's no, there's no, yeah, everything's a miss in our, when we do that too. If you, Even if you make it, it's a miss. We just got to go like, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. I love that, yeah. And then, uh, and then obviously we'll game plan and then we always switch defenses after a timeout or sometimes we'll, we'll switch our press up on a free throw for one possession. Um, yeah. Now, the one thing that I will say about switch about somebody asked, there was somebody on Twitter the other day that said, "Do you switch after timeout?" And we'll switch even in our half court defense. You know, we'll we've been playing man. We'll switch to amoeba. Right. The problem with that is, is there's a special combination defense that you end up running the very next possession. Right. I call it the two people playing amoeba. Two people play man and one person runs around not knowing what the yeah, hell they're doing. I know. So I so the one possession thing, I'll even do that after a timeout. Like we'll be yes. in zone. I'll say, okay, hey, listen, guys, we're gonna do one trip a man. Right. That's it. And then and then we're back and then we're back to the zone just to change them up. Yeah. And then and I say it at the beginning of the timeout, I'll say it at the end. Hey, remind remember, we're doing one trip. So we'll practice one trips during practice. But we call them one trips. Like, yep. we're just going to come down and for one trip. And and there'll be times in a game where that one trip looks so good. Figure a way to get to my point guard and say, we're staying in it. We're st if, especially if it's a quiet gym and they can hear me. Right. We're staying in it. You know, like a 1-3-1. One, one. It worked. We turned them over because it's working. But most of the time, that one trip, and, and I love that. I've been doing that my entire career, one trips. That is a that's a golden nugget for young coaches because it it what it does is it just messes up their rhythm a little bit you know it just it's a rhythm thing i don't know how to describe it but there's a, there's a really good team in our in our area that uh, that will do that and uh, they used to get me every time coming out of timeout because we like to on offense we'll call set play this guy knew what my set play was going to be well we we had a play we had an automatic call that we called green right uh, because anytime you got trapped first pass on the wing, you know, you need somebody to your right, somebody in the heart, somebody behind. Well, hell, we said, hey, we're after every timeout, if we call timeout or something, we're going to call green. Well, we got too late. We got layups on them. Right. <laughs> so I think you have to practice. I think you have to have a set play 
coming out of a timeout, but I also think you have to tell them because there's another team that they go one three one trap after every timeout, and that right. hurt us early when I was with the boys, and I and I'd even tell co- I'd tell coach, hey Texas is coming, and we tell the kids and. And it kept us from getting The problem is, and this is what I'll tell young coaches too, just because you know it doesn't mean your guys know it. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> like, you know it's coming, but they'll, they'll literally forget what you said as they walk out, and they'll look at you like, what, they're running one through one? I go, I just talked about that. Yeah. I yeah. And <laughs> I, I'm, I joke a little bit about the, the, the double combination defense where you got, you yeah. know, Five people playing three different defenses. I've had that person though steal the ball before. <laughs> no, I mean I've had okay. I won't name names now, but I've had guys that have been some of the top players in the, in the state of Wisconsin. No lie, <laughs> ten years, that we we would have four guys in a zone and he would be running man, or it would be the vice versa. And people are going, "What are they in?" And it's like he didn't. He still to this day probably doesn't know he was doing it wrong. But it doesn't matter because it just he was so athletic and he could get away with it. And it just threw teams, and it's like, I just let it go. Yeah, and well, and sometimes he ends up running through the passing lane, and you get a score out of it. Right. And maybe yeah. they, no, maybe they work on it. Maybe they end up working against that defense on the scout the next time. Yeah, too. yeah, I know. It's like, well, we were running man and zone in that play, but good luck, yes. <laughs> well, Coach, here's our I, – I went ahead. I learned how to do links here. Okay. Um, and let me uh, – I'm going to loop this clip. Um, here we are off a of free throw. This is our – this is what we call our 40 with our four-man on the ball. And that's um, your one-two. That's your one-two. Yeah. Now, when we put this in, I don't – have you ever studied Don Showalter's yes. press at all? Yeah. And we tried doing this, and we threw it out. All right. If we – if the ball came in on the short side, it's supposed to be hard track. Okay. That's why this looks like a screwed-up press. Plus, I didn't yeah. do a very good job coaching. Yep. Okay, so if it comes in on the left, we want a hard trap. If it comes in on the right, it's supposed to be a 2-2-1. Two, two, okay, so the people listening, what he's saying, short side is the side of the court that you get the ball on. You don't yeah, exactly, and, and we're going to yeah. trap it right there. If it goes to the long side, then that person's got to come force it up, force it up the sideline. The front of the press, front player of the press, becomes the left side of the 2-2-1. Two, two, we quit doing it. Uh, we quit doing it. We didn't work on it enough, but but as you can see right here, it looks like we're not really wanting to trap. See, here's this girl should have been right here. So you're um, in that two. You're in a two-two-one at this point, then. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, yeah. we're kind of in a not sure what this girl right. These two are seniors. This girl is a freshman, and you'll oh, yeah. watch. She plays with her arms down all the time, and she's a volleyball player. We're gonna get that change because she she might be one of the best I've ever coached. She's when it gets long there. too. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, you know, obviously you don't ever want to get split, but we do teach them this. These two are great volleyball players, um, but that's the kind of, you know, those are the kind of frustrating things that you get right there is you get it on the way back. Now, this is, this is obviously, this is a dead ball. And you're in a one, two, one, one. We're in our one, two, one, one. We call it 40 because we put it on the ball. We want to. And with her all the way over here, she's going to play right here. She's um, playing the short side again. So the girl's yeah, almost on the, she's almost on the sideline. Yeah, I, know. One, I, so. I can't believe they make you throw the ball in there. We teach them not to do this because what did we just – we just had them in exactly in our, in, our two, in, our, in our 40. This would be a great place to trap. I now know, you're just like the perfect spot. We've got to play again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of the perfect places. Yeah. yeah. 
And then here is, if we if we end up doing it on the side, even though this, a lot of teams will take their front right person and put them here and then put their front person here. We just put her on the ball and try to figure something out. We hadn't worked. This is first game after Christmas, I believe. But now we're just two. Yeah, now we're just two two one right here. Do you change in the same possession from a one two one one to a two two one? It kind of morphs, but okay. here's why we had to quit doing it because see, this this really was our half court person in the two two one. Right. And she rotated all the way up here. I mean, right. they've they should be able to get a layup here. Yeah, so. you want a trap there, man. R and and when we run the scramble, see this see this girl's already coming this way, which right. I don't know why she is. We run a drill and I'll show it to you. We call it cut drill. She should be running at her back shoulder and she should be trying to turn her right here. Right. And that's where you can definitely trap. But we we get away with it. We do a lot of bad stuff with our shoulders here. We had her we had her dead to rights right there. Here we are trying to make it come in on the short side, and I think it does. Um, okay. And you'll see our rotate. You know, you'll see our rotation here. No, it goes long side, but we go ahead and trap. We now, don't what are you really teaching on it. that trap? Are you telling her to get in front and turn her back? What are you telling the girl that she's dribbling toward? Yeah. Well, she's supposed to cut her. She's supposed to cut her off right here. Now, okay. I, see, I think we're supposed to be in our, and I can't remember if we had if we had changed this or not to where we'd go ahead and trap the long side. This is a senior that's pretty smart. This is a freshman that's head's just spinning. We'd like to since she's chasing it. We'd like to get this trapped, and then what what we teach is this person takes a couple of steps this way and then comes back. Okay. Um, and then if it's not cut in time, you just have to figure it out. Try to read the eyes. A girl tr dribbling with her left hand over there is a great is a great place to try. Right, because she, yep, because she's gonna. Okay, so what happened? So you got her to stop. She picked it up. Yep, she picked it up. Now we're gonna rotate. This girl should come here. And so what are you what, taking away at this point? What are you well, trying to take away? Sideline and middle. We've got a half court, and my filmer didn't do a very good job. Our our number one player is at half court. I'm sure there's somebody sideline middle. So we got two people. You know, we got two people playing three. If that okay. makes any sense. Yep. When the ball, we teach two. When the ball comes up to touch the second hand, ha second hand, jump in your air and jump in the air and cross your arms. We've got right. way too much. Way too much space here. They get it back. She should have given her a little bit more time to come up and turn her. Right. And, and make this tough. But right here, we got another chance to trap on the sideline. Yeah. We don't do it. She backs way off. Part of was she need she's wearing her hair too. I much. love the crossing arms too. I mean that that's a good thing for the that's young. That's an coaches. old run run and jump technique. Just leap up in the air. Now yeah. this is this is a pretty good play right here. We are down. This team right here is zero and was zero and nine. We had a big game coming up on Thursday, and I think our kids were looking past. We were down five in regulation and down five in overtime. I can't remember if this is the one that won the game. See right here. If we don't get beat up the sideline, we're going to end up getting a 10 count. Sometimes good things can happen when you run a press like this. Um, now, we're in our – I think we were going back to our amoeba. We were trying to trap here on the backside. Right. And, and so we're still just chasing. And what are your rules on your amoeba? You know, the guard takes the first pass, pass here. If that's the forward out there – and there's a person in the corner. It's the guy from, uh, if you want to learn about the Amoeba, you got to get the guy from Alaska Anchorage's video. Um, I've, I've watched that, I think. I think. Ryan McCarthy. It's yeah, almost yeah. his exact rules. And we'll try, you know, we just kind of are in a configuration trying to chase. But see right here, we're going to get called for a foul. We had an opportunity. These two should trap here. 
regardless of if you're an amoeba or not. And just what you talked about, you got to read 12 should take this away. These two should trap, you know, we should be in a pretty good position and we're really not. We make, and we foul. And the other thing I say on press is fouling negates hustle. Um, Ooh, I love that. I love that. Now I can't, this may be, I think this may be the game winner here. I don't think. So her hands are down. 23's hands are way down. Yeah. She's a volleyball player. She's a volleyball player. Her hands are down. She should be over here teeing her up. They should be right here. Legs, legs crossed. And then number number three should be open right here reading. We've got our half court person up here taking this away. We're in great shape. See how she attacked this way. If she'll come here, we're going to get a great turn and jump in the middle of the court. Right. It's about Uh, angles. So in the drills, you work on angles a lot in your drills. Oh yeah. And yeah. I'll show you the, the yeah. drills that make a difference and they do for your man as well. Yeah. But one of these two, if, if we can somehow force this here, one of these two comes and traps, we'd be in, you know, now what happens, this is pretty good though. Cause we do get a 10 call. So that was a 10 call, right? And there. so, and so most of what you're showing is the one, two, two, one, two, two. Hey everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like, um, we love those. Um, and send me an email, steve at teachhoops.com. Tell me what you want to hear in the future. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.